This is the Kasuf Podcast Network, where your trusted advisors are at your fingertips or in your earbuds. At Kasuf, we are an accounting and advisory firm with a team of specialists in a variety of industries, everything from cybersecurity to healthcare consulting to everything in between. I'm Tara Arrington, and I'm your host. As an ex-journalist turned marketing professional, I'm the non-expert who will be chatting with our experts, giving you all the tips and tricks you need to help your business succeed. Thanks for joining us on the Kasuf Podcast Network. I'm Tara Arrington, and today I'm joined by leader of talent and career advancement, Jeff McGilliard. So welcome back to the podcast, Jeff. Yeah, thank you for having me. So today, um, Jeff, was actually, we were chatting a little bit about what you're going to talk about before we're really talking, right, for the audience, um, about the hierarchy of needs and how that relates to employee engagement and um, retention. So tell me just a little bit about, pretend we didn't have our conversation we just had, (laughs) what are the hierarchy of needs for someone who doesn't know what they are? Right, so the hierarchy of needs or Maslow's hierarchy of needs is typically used for motivating not just employees but just motivating people in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just kind of stumbled upon the relation between that and employee retention um, as I happen to be studying the hierarchy of needs for one thing and, and studying retention reports for another. Um, the hierarchy of needs is of course the base level is your physiological needs, your food, water, shelter, mm-hmm. um, and then which is followed by your what is this? Uh, by your security needs. Security is second, which is and not just physical security, but your psychological mm-hmm. safety. Um, third is belonging, and that is your connection to not just the people around you but what you're doing mm-hmm. the task that you're working on in a, in a work sense it is connection to your work and your goals your clients and results fourth is esteem or appreciation and fifth is self-actualization or in employee development terms career growth mm-hmm. so the interesting thing about them is that each level has to be completed or not completed but at least partially satisfied before you can move to the next right and that is what leads the lack of satisfying one of those levels is what leads to the large portion of employee turnover right so if you're not giving your employees those basic needs where they feel safe they're never going to progress in their career, basically. Correct. <laughs> Can you imagine, um, you know, yeah, I like to think of the bottom two levels as just fundamental, that you, you need those just to be able to hire people. If, uh, to run a business. If, yeah, so <laughs> I obviously, you know, employees don't expect uh, an employer to literally provide them with shelter, but they need to, they need at least a livable wage that, Mm-hmm. Well, allows them to gain shelter, food, right, water for themselves, uh, and, and safety is obviously just as important. Typically, we don't have to think about that in the workplace. However, I, mean, I think there are several instances we can think of workplace violence, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, safety typically comes into play, and you know, it's a, a 
manufacturing environment or construction environment. Mm -hmm. Obviously, nobody wants to go to a workplace that is not physically safe, but the part that's typically overlooked is psychological safety. Mm -hmm. Is it sexual harassment? Is it a hostile environment with a boss with a bad attitude? Whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is becoming a bigger and bigger topic and reason that that people leave because if they can't get over that their connection to their work or feel like they're definitely not going to feel appreciated mm-hmm. um and they're not going to want to grow in an environment where they don't feel safe right that makes sense and i mean and not only feeling safe psychologically but feel it which this ties into it but feeling like there is someone there is an advocate that you can speak to when you have an issue because i feel like that's such a huge problem people feel like there's no one for them to talk to correct and that and that's usually when they just start looking elsewhere if they're that can easily be i mean a lot of places have a have a um a committee on workplace harassment about whatever you know they have a committee to oversee things like that things that they can do proactively uh, but every every employer should have a designated person you usually an hr person that employees can go to with mm-hmm. any kind of complaints or concerns right yeah that makes sense so um, I know you mentioned one of the issues is, um, you know, employers know they need to do something about retention. They look at, you know, they may look at this hierarchy of needs. They may look at things that help, but they don't necessarily always pick what they're, what's best for their team because it's what it's an individual basis on, like, where people may be stuck on this ladder. Yes, that is, that is probably the big that, – that is the crux of the issue is there's – tons of advice out there great advice on things you can do tactics as i call Mm -hmm. tactics to improve employee engagement and retention but they don't necessarily tell you that that same advice doesn't necessarily tell you which tactic to use or why so you need to be able to understand your team one to know what it is that what need they have that is Mm -hmm. not being met so that you can match the, the correct tactic with what they need. And obviously you're gonna to wanna to go as far down that ladder to begin with to get started. Uh, make sure they, are you paying your employees fairly? Do they feel mm-hmm. safe at work? Is there a connection to their work? Mm-hmm. Do they feel appreciated? And move on as as you satisfy one level, you can move to the next or the next tactic. But there, there's so much advice out there, and, and I think a lot of employers, and they don't know that there's a gap between what, or a misalignment between what they're doing. They just know they're trying to do something, mm-hmm. uh, it, but it's not easy to figure out what, what it is you need to do without knowing mm-hmm. what need you need to satisfy. So, like you said, obviously you need to know your team to know what they need. Um, what what are some good ways to kind of bring this up with their team and try to find out what are their greatest needs? There there are plenty of tools out there. We you know we use uh, our personality assessment software to mm-hmm. get a feel for a lot of our or to get a feel for our team's needs. There's tons of software out there. Not there's no particular one that I, I'm going to promote, but the easiest way and a free way to do it is one-on-one meetings with your team. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be daily. It doesn't ha- even have to be weekly. I, w- I would love 
for everyone to meet with their employees weekly. Sometimes that's not feasible, mm -hmm. but I would think every two to three weeks is a must. And it, that's not talking about the status of their work. That is talking about how they are truly doing. How are they doing as a person? Mm -hmm. How's their stress level? How's their home life? You can ask questions without directly asking, where are you at on the hierarchy? Right, right. You can, you, you can ask uh, questions to gauge where they are on the ladder and, and what you need to do next. Mm -hmm. well, that makes sense. Um, so I know we've kind of hinted at some different tactics, but just, you know, give me like, let's, let's have an example employee and, um, you know, you're, ha you're, you're their manager, you're having, you know, your one-on-one -on -one meetings and let's pretend that like they are having that issue with maybe is with, with that not feeling appreciated issue mm -hmm. and, and you discover that what are some ways as your employer, you're going to try to work on that. That, to me, is should be the easiest one to solve. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is just being thankful for your team, for the work that they do, the effort they're putting in. It, sometimes just a simple thank you. Hey, I appreciate you putting in extra time on that project. I appreciate how well you did X, Y, Z. But different sort of like the love languages if you're familiar with right. that, mm -hmm. that everybody has a different appreciation language uh and the, sometimes you can just ask employees hey how do you how what makes you feel appreciated some people like hey i want a bonus now mm -hmm. that that is there's nothing wrong with that some that's how some people mm -hmm. want to be appreciated some people like verbal shout outs but um yeah i say that knowing that there are just as many people who do not want the public attention. Right. I have a couple that come to mind that don't want to be publicly recognized. There's, they, they don't like the attention. So in private, write them a letter, a card, or give them a gift card, something that says thank you for the extra effort you put in. Um, the best thing you can do is advocate for them and their career with mm -hmm. coworkers, with clients, customers, whatever. Mm -hmm. Advocate for them for balanced workload, for their own progress, uh, that connection, knowing that their their supervisor, boss, whatever you want to call them, is going to bat for them, goes a long way. Yeah, and I, I'm glad you pointed out that, I mean, we've this whole kind of conversation is all about how not everyone's the same, and yes. that's that's part of what makes life cool, right? Yeah. Um, but talk like thinking about there's a lot of different ways like you can show appreciation and finding out like you know some people would rather have an extra PTO day Absolutely. over a bonus and just finding out what makes sense for them and and knowing your team is yes. really what it all goes back to and you can do that with one-on-one -on -one meetings <laughs> <laughs> right. that's right that's right that's why they're important yes um so I guess you know as we think about you know, we're trying to move these employees up this ladder to their self-actualization. Um, you know, and one of the things that I, th I think we've talked about this before is people get worried like, oh, well, if I do this, are they going to leave? But you're pointing out if you don't do it, they're going to leave, right? Absolutely. I mean, the, the job market right now, yes, there are layoffs happening left and right. It's unfortunate, but I, I hate to tell employers this, that it's not turning around employer employees candidates have gained control of of the job market 
and I don't foresee that changing anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Layoffs are happening, but that was due to a lot of employers are overhiring. It's just as simple as that. But with the rise of remote work, the, the job market has opened up so much that a candidate in Alabama is no longer just a candidate in Alabama. Right. They're a candidate in all of the U.S., maybe even other countries, depending on their policies. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, yes, we're, we're, people are returning to the office, but there's still, as long as the, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, so right. to speak. I mean, now that remote work is a thing, and a lot of companies are offering it as a standard procedure, the the borders are kind of all completely open now and and the options that candidates have are so wide that they have the option to if they're not if their needs aren't being met they can leave much much more easily and quickly Mm -hmm. knowing that they'll be scooped up by another company right right so with thinking about um remote work uh how um and and i know you know you talked about um before we started actually talking uh that work-life balance is now like one like it's the number one concern so how um how do you think remote work ties into that and how that has do you think that's part of the reason that has has become number one it yes uh yes it it is definitely a reason if not the reason uh, but maybe not why you think so um, remote work hybrid work is here to stay work-life balance is now and most recent reports has replaced salary and benefits as the number one thing the candidates are looking for in a new job salary and benefits are still number two don't worry (laughs) they're not going anywhere but work-life balance is there now because people especially as Gen Z enters the workforce, they are very, millennials are too, but Gen Z even more so focused and demanding work-life balance. So that's one one reason why mm-hmm. it has risen. But with the pandemic, employees, candidates, realize, they reassess what was important to right. them. Working long hours, extra hours, unnecessary conditions for advancement mm-hmm. isn't necessarily required to advance anymore and so therefore they reassess their needs and said you know what I'm not going to do it I don't have to so I'm not going to mm-hmm. and a lot of that came from the options that they now have but two remote work hybrid work uh, it really tore down that barrier between work in life mm-hmm. and caused a lot of people to struggle with work-life balance for a while to the point that they that it became more important and now it's a, a requirement and remote work is a tool to allow people to achieve work-life balance for the con- the convenience of it helps support work-life balance you need to go to the doctor. You need to pick the kids up from daycare, whatever that that life need is. It does allow you the flexibility to achieve that, but it's not a strategy. It's no guarantee that somebody's going to have 
work-life balance just because they're working remotely. Right. Because it all like it's all individual, like we keep talking about, right? Yes, that makes sense. Um, what have I not asked you about relating to these, the hierarchy needs and with retention and engagement? Um, the I guess we kind of touched on it a little bit. I was going to say that when looking at the top things that employers or or that employees are looking for Mm -hmm. when the report came out the top four to five things actually all of them can be placed you can neatly categorize them in the hierarchy of Mm -hmm. needs but i mean it's glaring like very obvious with the top five i mean you got work-life balance salary and benefits appreciation respect Mm -hmm. falls into the esteem Mm -hmm. or appreciation category i mean Mm -hmm. um it's just, it, I guess another thing we didn't touch on is, oh, uh, yeah, we did. That, yeah, the ping pong tables and mm-hmm. cornhole, whatever. It's not a, it's not a strategy, it's a tactic, which can be used. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We probably should advocate that everybody, regardless of the size of the employer and industry, needs to have a strategy. Right. Like, it's not like I'm sure some places probably think, oh, we've only got 20 employees. Yeah, we don't need that. Right. Yeah. I don't have, I can, I'll just hire more people. I don't, well, that's going to get harder. Right. Yeah. And wasting a lot of time having to retrain people over right. and over if you don't retain people. Well, and I'll let, let them in on a little secret that the more, the more you, yes, you, it's going to get harder to hire people, but the more of these needs that you meet, the easier it's going to be to hire new people if you do happen to lose someone. Right. You know, you're, you're kind of boosting your employer brand by meeting all these needs and becoming a, a, an employer of choice. Yeah. And, oh, well, XYZ Company is a great place to work because I feel, I feel safe, respected, connected to my work. I, I see why my work is important Mm -hmm. my boss respects me I have the opportunity to grow why would I ever go anywhere else Mm -hmm. and um and there's so many more tools now to know what an employer is like um (laughs) than there used to be I mean there's always been some you know um but I feel like it's just grown even more where you can really kind of figure out like oh is this a place I want to go to or even be associated with yes uh yeah it it has never been easier to learn a little bit about a prospective employer between their job site reviews and fishbowl open open season on um every employer i mean that that makes it that's that much more important kind of to your point earlier is like oh well depending on the employer and their size they might think that it's not important they don't need to have a retention strategy because oh well we're we're not big enough or we we don't have a retention issue now but you might in the future right um or we don't have any problem hiring yet Mm -hmm. i mean you can't bank on that lasting forever and the better you are if you ever want to grow you're going to have to hire and the best way to hire is to have a good reputation for being able Mm -hmm to keep your people yeah so you know 
thinking about an employer who wants to work on, you know, their retention and engagement strategies. Obviously, I know we've talked about there's a lot of tools out there, but um, you know what? And I know you mentioned making committee to is a great way to kind of create some type of strategy. But um, wh- like, where would you start if you were a company that really has none of that and you need to start doing something? Find a good consultant that can help you with it. Yes. Um, start there. Start with someone that can help you evaluate what your team's needs are, and be prepared. There might be more than one because. Mm-hmm. People are different, so one team within a team might be different than another. Mm-hmm. But you need to figure out what their needs are, where find out where they are on the hierarchy ladder, mm-hmm. and then find somebody to help you figure out where you are on the hierarchy ladder and go from there with your strategy. Then start implementing mm-hmm. your steps to move from each each rung of the ladder to the next. And you, I, I know you work with, um, I mean, obviously you do our recruiting for Kasuf, but mm-hmm. I know you work with some of our clients too in helping them with this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Employee engagement, retention, onboarding, mm-hmm. it's all intertwined and it all goes into retaining people. That's right. Uh, and uh, protecting your investment in, in your people. Yeah, that's right. Anything else that I didn't ask you about? I don't think so. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for joining us and for helping us learn where we are on the ladder of the hierarchy of needs, right? Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. And who knows, I might think of more as I, I'm going to write it up in an article and I'm going to do a, a full presentation on it next week at MGMA. So. Which MGMA? The Shelby. Shelby County? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. God, there's a lot of MGMA meetings right now. God, there's so, there are so many chapters. Because I think Janet and Zach are going to Shoals next week. Mm-hmm. And I think Julie's in Huntsville today. It's just a lot. So. Thank you for tuning in to the Kasuf Podcast Network. Resources for today's episode are linked in the episode notes. Thank you to our producer, Russ Dorsey, and for Kasuf for powering this podcast. Be sure to stay up to date on new episodes and more information about today's episode by following at Kasufco. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.